Today, in Donald Trump's tweets, he gives a supportive tone towards Republican lawmakers on the Hill, and he also points out that the hashtag fake news Russia probe disproportionately attacks him when Russia, in fact, was hurting him also. Let's explain these tweets. First on healthcare, Donald Trump tweets, Come on, Republican senators, you can do it on healthcare. After seven years, this is your chance to shine. Don't let the American people down. Instead of chiding and attacking the, the Republican Party as Trump has in weeks in the past, it appears this time he's taking on the role of coach in a ragtag 1990s group sports movie. When it came to the Russian probe, Donald Trump tweets, One of the things that has been lost in the politics of this situation is that Russians collected and spread negative information about then-candidate Trump. He attributes this quote to Catherine Herridge at Fox News, then says, So why doesn't fake news report this? Witch hunt. Purposely phony reporting. Here, Donald Trump is, of course, talking about the probe into Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election that is ongoing at the FBI, headed by Special Prosecutor Robert Mueller. Despite repeated assertions that he himself and no one connected to him colluded with Russia to win the 2016 presidential election, United States intelligence agencies have collectively agreed that it was the purpose of Russia to harm the integrity of the United States electoral process and to swing the election in favor of Mr. Trump. I'm Ian Shapiro. 2016 Democratic presidential candidate Hillary Clinton is releasing a book titled What Happened? Presumably the book is going to detail what happened in order for the presidential favorite to end up losing the 2016 presidential election. Political scientists have already thrown their two cents into the hat, explaining that national public mood tends to move in a more conservative direction as you have a Democratic president in the White House for more years. And as you know, Barack Obama had that White House for eight years. Another factor that has been discussed among political scientists for why Hillary Clinton lost the presidential election is weak parties but strong partisanship. Donald Trump was able to take the Republican nomination with force through a hectic primary process. And while most individuals had a low favorability rating of him, even within the Republican Party, they were able to come home at the end of the day and support him over the alternative, Hillary Clinton, whose book, What Happened, is being released. I'm Ian Shapiro. As for new news on healthcare, Senate Republicans now have their eye towards what they're calling skinny repeal, which is this idea to roll back just the unpopular portions of the Affordable Care Act with the hopes that this will be able to help them inch across the finish line, legislatively speaking. Senators are considering a narrow bill that would eliminate unpopular portions of the Affordable Care Act, like the individual mandate, which essentially puts a tax on Americans who don't have health insurance. It would also try to end penalties for employers with 50 or more workers who fail to offer health coverage, thus helping small businesses grow. 
Unfortunately, as many states learned back in the 1990s, the federal government may soon learn that you can't do things like keeping pre-existing condition requirements in place while not mandating everyone to have insurance. Insurance works in the fashion of a pool where everyone needs to pay in or the system crashes for everyone. I'm Ian Shapiro. This week in politics, one minority group in the United States was directly taken aim at by Donald Trump, and that group was transgender individuals trying to serve their country in the United States military. So I thought it apt to look at the relationship between Donald Trump and another minority group in the United States that sees their relationship with the president as strained. I'm talking about United States Muslims. According to Pew Research, about three-quarters of Muslim Americans say that President Donald Trump is unfriendly towards them. They themselves are no fans of Donald Trump. Only about 20% of American Muslims say they approve of the job that Donald Trump is doing as president. And only 8% of American Muslims claim to have voted for him in the 2016 presidential election. None of this is highly surprising. On the campaign trail and as president, Donald Trump has vocally attacked the United States Muslim population, calling for a Muslim ban as a candidate and essentially installing one as president. Looking at a larger partisan picture, about two-thirds of American Muslims prefer the Democratic Party to the Republican Party. So even when you put Trump aside, it doesn't seem like this group would be voting or active in favor of conservative causes. In fact, you could make a case that it's the tenants of the Republican Party and not Donald Trump himself that make Muslims more likely to be Democrat, as in 2011, 70% affiliated themselves with the Democratic Party, and today only 66% affiliate themselves with the Democratic Party. Apparently there was some kind of negative Trump bump, although there is of course a few percentage points margin of error over time with this data. Donald Trump's style of leadership authoritarian, sometimes even king-like. And many individuals say, well, that's just not how a president should be. However, Alexander Hamilton wrote in Federalist Number 70 that maybe a strong unitary executive is exactly what the United States needs. Alexander Hamilton, no, not the one played by Lin-Manuel Miranda, but the actual living, breathing one, argued that unity in the executive branch is the main ingredient for both energy and safety in a nation. A single person is able to bring the energy to a decision that a collaborative body like the Senate or the House of Representatives just cannot do. Hamilton said that decision activity, secrecy, and dispatch are all essential in order for a country to withstand external threats. Hamilton also said what a lot of us kind of implicitly know, which is by having one individual in the executive office that's held above all the rest, you can actually ensure accountability in government. When things are going wrong, who can you blame? Well, you can blame the president. But again, most of all, Hamilton was interested in the energy 
and decisiveness that an executive would bring to the United States government, which at the time, James Madison was pushing mostly for just a giant House of Representatives. Whether Federalist No. 70's lesson about the strengths and powers of a unitary executive are colored by Hamilton's friendship with George Washington are up for debate. That said, his arguments stand to this day as our democracy's reasoning for having a strong president. Along with a lot of other political pieces of jargon, the word leaks, or he's a leaker, she's a leaker, has been thrown out a lot. And especially when these are high-profile accusations, they're gonna get a lot of discussion. So the new White House Communications Director Anthony Scaramucci claims that Reince Priebus, who is currently the Trump Administration Chief of Staff, is a leaker, specifically saying that he leaked documents to the periodical Politico in order to disclose financial statements from Anthony Scaramucci. So what's the problem with tapping down on leaks? Well, usually nothing, and the Justice Department takes leaks and leakers very seriously and does want to prosecute them because they can be harmful to national security. However, this particular instance is not a leak. In fact, the information that was leaked was publicly available. Apparently, the Politico author slept through the entire kerfuffle and then later tweeted out the public source of information that she got basically her financial disclosures about Anthony Scaramucci from. Scaramucci comes to the White House just as Sean Spicer, former press secretary, is leaving the White House. The two have been at odds in the past, and it doesn't seem like the infighting among members of the Trump administration will end anytime soon. I'm Ian Shapiro.